You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. Isn't it too early in the morning to be watching porn, Aki? <laughs> what are you talking about, Eusebius? Good morning. Abel just told me that you're on Zoom. <laughs> no, you are Zoom. hoping for what are you on Zoom yeah what I know why you're on Zoom, Zoom at the moment. You're, hoping, you're hoping to get like what, what are you hoping for a bit of racism or a bit of porn <laughs> <laughs> well I think you're going to get a mixed bag <laughs> how are you how was your weekend I'm very well yeah no, listen it was good um, I think that um you know, I, I must be honest with you. I, it was a tough weekend for me. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I think the first week of this lockdown where, you know, people adjusting and, you know, there was a uh, like a different edge to it. But as the days have progressed, you actually become um, small things start to affect you, you know. So you try and get your mind out of that place and you're going to try and do something to take your mind off it. And it's difficult, you know, when you lock down and you're in a confined space and you don't have that uh, human connectivity, um, that human uh, connection, um, you know, going to shop every couple of days is a massive outing for us, you know, because you actually see some human beings around you. But it's been it's been a tough weekend. I've got to be honest with you. It has been a tough weekend, and I think a lot of us are fatigued by the details of the lockdown uh, mentally as well. And just being plugged in cons- continuously. The first issue we're going to be dealing with is one that many people worry about. I mean, if you still have something of a business left, the question, of course, is how can you leverage technology to keep your businesses going operationally, um, remotely? And we asked that question a couple of weeks ago. Um, but now in the details of people's operation, they need to keep tabs with what is available technologically and uh, what is not available. Uh, so, so just on that, uh, what have you got for us? Well, just on that, you see this, I think a lot of companies have, um, have, have been flexible enough to adapt. Um, and those companies that can have those workforces with, you know, high speed internet connectivity, um, in many different parts of the country and different locations. And you've got a, a, a decent computer. You're able to continue that business continuity. Um, but I've got to say that, um, just in the last week, just touching on in the last week, I don't know about your listeners, but I can tell you that I worked so hard last week, more so than I would on an average week. And I think that to a large degree, people are abusing these different platforms because they're there and because, um, you know, we've got them and we're not used to how we use them. People haven't formed the necessary etiquettes around what is the right length of time to host a uh, online video conferencing a meeting when you have different uh, people from different platforms joining and you've got you know 20 staff members on one and the time of course um i found myself until, up until seven o'clock on some nights uh being on these video conferences so i'm going to talk about the different platforms today you see this and the ones that you can use both socially and for business as well now, you mentioned Zoom, and Zoom is currently the market leader, but not without controversy. Yes. You've heard of Zoom bombing. Even our recent ministers who were hosting a few conferences saw them being invaded and porn being displayed on those um, conferences that they were doing. 
And very simply, the reason that that kind of thing happens is because people send out a generic link. So, you know, it's like Eusebius saying, I'm having a party and, you know, here's the invitation, here's my address, just share that with whoever else wants to come to the party. And, you know, people come in, your front door is open and you allow just anybody into your party. That's the same thing with Zoom, right? And you shouldn't do that. You know, it's all very well if you want to do a webinar and you want to invite people from all over the world and you want to try and get as many people as you want, but you should have those restrictions. And by having those restrictions, you sent out a specific uh, in, invitation to the meeting and a password. So people are forced to enter that password and forced to log in uh, with the correct credentials. So you'll prevent those Zoom bombings from happening. That's interesting. If, if people do that, does that completely yes. eliminate the risk, either data security risk or the Zoom bombing from happening? It doesn't eliminate it completely, but you have a more controlled environment on who you send out the invitations to. So mm. don't just send out blanket invitations and expect anybody and everybody to come to your webinar. Uh, control it. Have the email addresses. Know who's going to be attending, and therefore you have some kind of list and some kind of um, uh, security check as to who's going to be attending because you know that you've sent out the invitations, you know the people that you've sent the invitations out to. So as opposed to just sharing a link and expecting it to go out to as many people as possible, you mm. don't know those people that are going to be joining your webinar. I'm learning about this stuff like everyone else because ordinarily yeah. I've got no reason to be doing um, a lot of these video conferencing. I was catching up in a really beautiful, probably the highlight of my weekend, a one-hour chat to mates of mine that I met at Oxford, and we haven't spoken since we left there some 15 years ago, all went up there at about, you know, in 2003. And we were all connected yes. around the world, New Zealand, Australia, in South Africa, Paris, um, in America. And because of the worry of Zoom and, you know, the flash mobs and porn and whatnot, um, I used something that the guy who hosted it um recommended we should use for greater safety microsoft teams oh yes no so microsoft teams is great um and the reason why it's great is because it's got that microsoft office 365 integration a lot of corporates are using it but it is limited because um you know it's designed to work within a specific organization and sure people externally can download it as well and you can invite them and they can you know view it that way but Microsoft Teams is really great, and um, it, it's it's very powerful when you work it in an organization, and in uh, in, a, in an enterprise level where you can actually collaborate um, using things like spreadsheets and 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 documents, so you can all collaborate simultaneously using these. So it's really very powerful. It's Microsoft that does it. Um, they do Skype as well. Skype is kind of embedded in this technology of Microsoft Teams. But as I said, it, it does have its limitations mm. in terms of, you know, moving out of that uh, specific ecosystem. Uh, but it, it does work very, very well. And I've used it as well on a few video conferences. It's really, really stable. Um, you know, comparing it to Zoom, and you'll notice that on this station, we've been using Zoom a few times. We are currently using Zoom to talk. Um, I'm using a, a, a high-end microphone to talk to you, so the, pro the audio quality that you're listening to is probably a little bit better. Mm. I've got a high-speed uh, bandwidth capability on my side, so that helps as well. But Zoom, because it's the market leader and because millions of people have started using it out of nowhere in the last few years and the last few weeks, 
it's become, uh, you know, the, the, their servers have become strained. And the same with Microsoft Teams. But Microsoft has the capacity to expand on that because they've got so many different servers all over sure. the world. What else is available, though? I mean, Zoom almost has not quite first mover advantage, but in the head, you know, in sort of our headspace, it's now become a thing. It's like it's got a branding yeah. advantage. And then that takes on momentum of its own, which, you know, for them is mm. is good. But you are the, the tech expert. Are there other options people should think about? Oh, there are lots of them. Uh, you know, Cisco's WebEx uh, is they—they kind of one of the early pioneers. In fact, the guy who started Zoom used to start started on this platform over here. And Cisco's WebEx are the early pioneers in video conferencing. They still do it so very well. And I've got to say that out of all of them that I've tried, Cisco's WebEx has been the most stable. They've got, you know, you obviously get a certain amount for free. The more users you want to start using it, the more expensive it gets. But, you know, with, with Cisco's WebEx, I think it allows you to have three users. Zoom gives you, for example, 40 minutes maximum per, per conference. But the moment you start adding a lot more people, it gets more expensive. But it's the software at the back end that does the compression and the audio and how it makes the whole experience seamless is what's important. And Cisco spent, you know, lots and lots of research money in developing this. You know, they are the de facto. And if you know, if you watch CNN, for example, a lot of these international news organizations, you'll see on the top right hand corner, Cisco WebEx, and it tells you that this is the technology that they're using. I find that the video quality is uh, better than most of the other platforms that I've used. And you can obviously adjust it by adding better microphones and a better video. But uh, WebEx.com is where you need to go. And just out of interest, you know, their, their CEO told um, CNBC in the U.S. that 5.5 billion meeting minutes were hosted on WebEx in the first 11 days of March. Just to give you an idea of... You know, and that's just on WebEx. What people are doing globally uh, on these other platforms. The other one that's also very popular is Google Hangouts. And Hangouts is... Yeah, I was going to ask, are they still a thing? Oh, absolutely. They're very good and they're very stable. And, uh, you know, Google is a force to be reckoned with. They've got millions and millions of people around the world that use Gmail, that use uh, their G Suite, which is their business version of of the Google products. Mm -hmm. And Hangouts work really well. It's a very like uh, a very easy interface to use, and I, I really have enjoyed using it as well. And it's it's a very stable connection. Um, it doesn't break up as much. And Hangouts is really a very very good option as well to use. And then you've got the other smaller ones you see, because like you, you know the one you were talking about. I mean, there's there's consumer products that you can use as well. So WhatsApp, for example, is another one where if you don't have too many users. Uh, it works really well as well. Um, uh, but WhatsApp restricts you to, I think, four people that can't, can participate in a, in a WhatsApp video call at one time. But they're about to change that. I was just reading over the uh, weekend that WhatsApp have identified this as a weakness because you've got so many other platforms like Zoom and Microsoft uh, Teams, et cetera, that uh, are, have got that, that flexibility to have thousands of people if you want to on the platform and now whatsapp is saying that they need to look at that so look out for some changes in the next few days to whatsapp increasing that uh, that conference um, to more than four people the other one that i love as well and i had a lot of fun with this is uh, facetime a group facetime if you have an iphone and other people have an iphone as well you can connect up to 32 people hmm. and uh, you can have a lot of fun by changing faces and you know 
I, I had a great family catch up uh, over the weekend, and I, you know, the amazing thing is you talk about you know, your mates from Oxford and all over the world. It's just wonderful to see that. You know, I, I had one over the weekend. Mm. I got hold of family members in, in the U.S., in, uh, in Cape Town, in Greece. Uh, awesome. I had a family member in Australia. And there we were simultaneously all connected and sharing our day and our concerns and what's you know, how are we feeling during this very uncertain time, Eusebius? Before I let you go, and, and this was absolutely brilliant, Aki, and, and thanks. You've given our listeners so many more options. I'm going to make sure I tweet this one as well. Um, yeah, now talking about the netiquette, right, that we have to develop around video yes. <laughs> conferencing. Um, I was, I was, my first fear over the weekend was in general, I don't like reunions because they can be extremely awkward. Fortunately, with no offense to my other Oxford or Rhodes scholar mates, the guy who'd put this thing together, he self selected <laughs> a group of us who were actually, who, who used to get along quite well at university. Um, but we literally hadn't spoken in more than 10 years. So your first fear is like, OMG, this is going to be as awkward as going to a school reunion. And then the next thing yeah. that happened, which only happened maybe a couple of seconds throughout the hour, is people speaking at the same time, or alternatively, a long grammatical pause when no one knows who, who should speak next. Well, and that's quite exactly interesting point, because you, know. you, you don't have the normal social cues of a face meeting. Yeah, and that becomes a big challenge, you know, when you have a, a massive group of people, um, you know, you're talking about a group of 10 of you or eight, however many you were, but, you know, if you're doing 100 people, as I attended one on Friday evening, um, where, you know, there were like people trying to talk at the same time, but then it's up to the host to control that. I was about to say, there's that, set, yeah. that uh, we're going to have to find new ways of socializing online because whoever's hosting will probably have to, because I thought to myself, okay, Benny's doing a good job, the guy who was hosting us. But you're kind of like, you can't hang out as if you're all sitting around the table at the pub, because that's not the reality. And you don't want to behave no, like exactly. an administrator, because it's not a work meeting, it's just chums who are catching up. But actually, it because there are no social cues and you can't see each other physical, physically, you do need someone to play the role of conductor a little bit. Very much so. And even when you're doing this in a business environment, you know, you may think you're at home and you are working in a different mode, but it doesn't mean that you don't have to be professional. Yeah. So make sure you're, you're not wearing, you're not looking tatty in front of your camera. Yeah. Make sure that you've at least shaved, that you, you, it doesn't look like you've just come out of the, you know, hermit status, um, mm. uh, for a video conference with other business mm. colleagues. And make sure that you've got clothes angle, on. It, well, that uh, goes without saying. The camera <laughs> angle. Surprised. I've seen, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've seen one <laughs> or two people being embarrassed in <laughs> clips that have gone viral. <laughs> where no, it, it they thought only their face would be, would be, would be shown. And so they kind of like took the risk. But because the conversation goes on longer than you expected, eventually you're quickly turning around to get something from the cupboard and then everyone can see what's going on in your room. Well, okay. exactly. Yeah, but we'll do it again. Letting people into your personal space. And exactly. of course, the camera angle, you know, exactly. you don't want people looking up your nostrils because that's <laughs> not very pleasant either. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we'll do it again next week, my friend. Thanks so much for the excellent Goodbye, advice. Cheers.